This is the Ninja Rob Podcast with Marco Perazzo and Tim Carpenter. The podcast for the true martial artist. And welcome back to the Ninja Rob Podcast. I am the MC, JB. And we are again coming live from a secret location. Alfresco. Alfresco. Which means hot and sweaty. Is that what that means? No. no that's not what does Alfresco mean? It means it's al- open and fresh. Open and fresh. Literally. Yeah. But we we use it as eating outside. Yes. Would you like to dine out fresco? But thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. If if you hurt, we hurt your feelings, it's your fault. Directly in front of me, the one, the only, Marco Perazzo checking in. Marco, how are we feeling today? I'm feeling great, but I, I want to talk about something that Tim said. The time is not free. Just we're gonna we're going right, we're going right into an yeah. argument. Yeah. What, uh, when's the last time you paid for time? The actual time itself, the 60 minutes that you were given. Nah, I mean, I don't even know if I can comprehend what exactly time is. So, so yeah, but you were very uh, like confident in your statement. Uh, well, time time is we not were free. Talking about time is priceless. Chad, oh, well, time is priceless. We would, it started free. about fancy there's watches. Always a, right. There's always a cost. You hate talking about fancy watches. might not be monetary, but there's always a cost. So how much does time cost you? Depends. Depends, depends on, on who what? You are. what does it depend? A lot what, of different things. For Tim Carpenter, what does time cost? A lot of different things. What? Give me an example. So like, of one uh, or two. This this time right now yeah. is costing me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, <laughs> can't get this back. I think yeah. I might be getting an ulcer, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's costing yeah, me. This my conversation health. is costing me uh, brain cells. So no, no, no. Very it's precious. It, it, no, no, no. We're, we're, we're improving brain your brain cells, cells that are left. Improve improving your brain cells. So yeah. The check in. Talk about an amazing open mat. How was it? Honored guest came. An honored. honored and honored. Guest. Honored guest. Right. Sensei Tim Carpenter. What? Was Move. sharing the mats with us today. Bro, you, you, know, you touching the people, blessing the people, son. They got to see you. Showed man. some guy, helped some guys with some some Did techniques you? after. Ble- as, again, as you would say, bless them. You got to bless the people, man. Yeah. You got to touch the people. I would say, yo, I've been saying that to you for years. Yes, Every now and again, I'm like, yo. You got to touch, touch the people. people yeah. man. You got to touch the people. So it was a great but open mat. You know was, who wasn't was, here, though? Was and I think he's going to be really upset is Steve Wilson. What? Yeah, Barack. Barack wasn't here? No. Oh, what's he Very odd because anytime Coach Tim is here, he runs. Barack? Excuse why, me? Why? Why do you I call, first of all, I'm he, the one that started. He calling said it. He, but he's reminding me. Yeah, he's uh-huh. reminding me. I because he clearly because he's half black and half white. Oh, my wife mm-hmm. also well, half wrong wanted me to right. big big up you. Barack said. Obama's oh, half her. white. He's the first half white president. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a rapper. Some people I think would say young... that Babe Ruth was the first half black baseball player. Oh, really? Like, Babe Ruth was half black. That's what knows. I like. There was a rap song. It says, "My president is." He says, my president is black, my Lambo, whatever. And he says, actually, he's half white, which makes him half right. I thought that was a funny gotcha. little line. Man, those rappers. Yeah, so those rappers wasn't and here. So little, little, not here. It was, you know, just it was a little disappointing. Yo, Steve, we missed you, son. Where was you, where was you at, son? Was, where is he? That's your man. You keep tabs on him, now. Nah? I don't know. Okay. Hey. Uh, you said your wife wanted to big up me? Yeah, she Shout said out. That we said something on the podcast. I had to correct her. Tim said something on the podcast, and you... Went in on him, and she said it was very. You, you did a nice thing. What did I say? Thank you. Who knows? Using not, gay is a, a, a derogatory term. Yeah, son. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. You know what's interesting, man? It's, it's starting to die off. That stuff is starting to die off. But listen, I understand it. I right. understand it because you know I'm an old nigga like y'all. So it's it's one of them things. But it, it's a it's a you know without going, there's some some new music. I was listening to some new music. Kendrick Lamar. He has a song called uh, "My Auntie Is a Man Now." 
And it, oh. it talks about that whole thing. And then he talks about his cousin becoming a woman. But nevertheless, Timmy, checking in with you, how was the open mat? Open mat was great. Nice. It was great to be here. Yeah? yeah. Yo, do you feel the love when the people, when the people like, yo, because I've seen people like look at you like, oh, like in awe. I didn't, I didn't feel that. But it's just nice to roll with guys I haven't rolled with in a while. Nice. Because I used to, I used to come here every Sunday and roll with these guys. Every yeah, you Sunday. did. So yeah, now you got your own thing cracking. Yeah. So so was it? Wait a minute. Who was running your open mat? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, a professional martial arts school. Yeah, it's fascinating. I have uh, things to look for in a professional martial arts nice. school. I went there and opened up. Um, guys came in and started rolling. I got a guy that's closing up, and then uh, I have a guy coming in to do some some work on the lights. So nice. And how was your week, you know, from last time we, we we saw each other on Tuesday? Everything was good? Yeah. Shorting our asses off. But Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, good, 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 good sauna session. Week was good too. Everything's good. It was a great week. Nice. Except no uh, no fights last night. Yo. But, but there was the, the, the Fury yeah, that was, grappling. That was over really early. So, yes. Yeah. Yo, you know what's what great about Fury? I, I have no idea. I walked there. And I walked yeah. home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's go right into it because that's next on the agenda. Yeah. What's Fury grappling? Marco. I went for Tim Williams' match to corner him. That was it. I walked in, hung out with him. I don't, the way I, I don't give a fuck about anything uh, else that's going on. Uh, people there, people want to say, hello, hey, what's up? Da, da, da. You know, not to be like, I'm there for Tim Williams. Yeah. That's it. I'm there for whoever, whoever I'm there coaching, I'm there for them. How was the, from from the time you were there, how was the event? It seemed, seemed nice. Yeah, very, pretty, pretty well run, very, you know, like on time and uh, professional. It was not full. Okay. I think they it made it. I believe the twenty three hundred arena was kind of. Uh, they made it a bit smaller to try and make it look like it was a bit crowded, more crowded. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend it is. in a city that a lot of people go to the beach. Go to the shore. So, I think they were just filling a weekend of content mm-hmm. by you know they probably got the arena cheap and whatever Fury Grappling's deal is with the UFC Fight Pass. They got that. They got the event. So, how long were you there, start to finish? You think? Uh, I got there at six. I think I got home by eight. Nice. How was the walk? So, the, it's the tale of two walks. Oh, pardon me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the walk there, especially when it was much earlier in the day, right, was a different walk than the walk home yeah. when it was getting later in the I, day. I would have Ubered home at the end of the night, but cool. So it was man. At a certain point, I was regretting my decision of walking home through the certain neighborhood that I walked through. Gotcha. Do you have a gun on you? Nah. I got these on me. Mm-hmm. I make it two fists. So, and Jay and 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 Parma JB, you know Philly. Tim knows Philly. He yeah. used to live there. It is the tale of you can go one block and be in a completely different yeah. world. Yep. It's amazing to me. So, I I believe I walk through some sort of Mexican quinceanera. Nice out there DJing. Blah, like I just hey, walk man. right. Uh, I, I think I walked by three open air drug markets. Hey man, four, uh, probably four or five corner bodega slash Chinese restaurants. Oh really? A little taqueria too? Ta- some taquerias. Got yeah. And then I got to the, the more like, so I look at certain neighborhoods. Oh, this is new immigrant neighborhood. Okay. Right. All right. And then I got into old immigrant neighborhood. Okay. Nobody was outside. Everybody was either gone or inside, and it w- you could see. I could turn around and, oh look, there's new immigrant neighborhood. Here's new immigrant neighborhood. <laughs> you mean you could hear the music? I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the you know like the old greaseballs. I would say they're inside their house or they're they're at their short they're at their beach house. They're not doing all this. You know, it it was fun. Also interesting. My 
I just get my head on a swivel. I'm like, all right, I'm not, hey, yeah, but give me eye contact. What's up? Keep moving. Yeah. Not always keep it moving. Yeah, exactly. Always yeah. that. And uh, as Yo, so, but then when I got into moving, what would stop. be the old immigrant, like the Irish neighborhood, yeah, 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 mean mug and me. Oh, the worst mean mugs because I'm not from the neighborhood. Oh, right. So I'm like, what's this guy doing walking? You know, you could see, look, and I just kept. Kept what, pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Always keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it was interesting, <clears throat> fun, you know, city life. So on the walk there, you get there. What do we, how, how does it start? Meet Tim do? outside. We Boom. walk in through the back, get checked in, go upstairs, put our stuff down, uh, see some people, figure out what the bout order is. There's a TV, so maybe we're sitting watching some of the matches, just kind of like ha- having his background noise, and help Tim warm up, start with some pummeling, some upper body wrestling. Um, he moves around again. We do some more upper body wrestling, guillotine, like standing guillotine, front headlock stuff. And then they called us out, walked out, very professionally done. He had, I don't even think he picked his walkout music. And, you know, it was his, uh, his walkout music was the same. Oh, is there? Ted Nugent. Okay. That's, he thought that they would, they might use this yeah. stuff from his fights. So I, I wasn't paying attention. And then the, you know, the match happened. And I know that the guy he was going against is, you know, like what you would consider a quote unquote gimmick grappler. He's probably, you know, if like he came to an open mat, he probably wouldn't be easy to deal with. Right. But uh, his gimmicks can surprise you. He went for a cross side bottom box choke. Funny enough, Tim tried the same thing on me today. Oh, wow. And I, I've been laughing because I was like, all right, it didn't look that tough, but it's something you have to concern yourself with. He went for a heel hook from the mount. He went for a bunch of guillotines, a few guillotines from different uh, scrambles that were occurring. But Tim Williams took his back, went for rear nakeds, mounted him twice. You know, much more what you would say traditional controlled jujitsu. And the other guy was uh, throwing up some gimmicks nice. every so often. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to see that in this sport yeah. now. There, Maybe not flashy, but just more showmanship. Yeah, fla- flashy, yeah. gimmicky. Not you know, showmanship. Like po- it's uh, it's just he has a uh, he has some submissions that he's good at, but in between the submissions, there wasn't much. Like there wasn't much uh, grappling in between submission attempts. There was no positional dominance by anybody other than Tim Williams. Yeah, so and if if you, you could explain a little bit, was it submission only? Was it what? So submission only. Uh, you know what I mean? Originally, I was told it was a ten minute match. Okay. And at one point, I scream out nine minutes, and then I look up at the screen, and the screen says there's six minutes left. So at the five minute mark, I go five minutes. So Tim Williams was wrong. And he had told me it was a 10-minute match. So that was something that we were laughing about after. He's like, damn it. He goes, you said nine, then you said five. I was like, I can't believe those four minutes went by that. (laughs) It went by like like in a minute. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, And then the uh, judge's decision at the end based on whatever criteria they they based it on. Right, and how did you feel about the the judge's decision? I I thought it was the right one. Uh, You could kind of get, the guy had a a a go-go plot at the end. Again, just throwing it up there to throw it. But it's a... You know, if you get it caught, if you get caught right in it, it could it could submit a guy. But Tim had the the real locked in submission kind attempts, of like the bread and butter. Yeah, things know. that you would look and be like, okay, he's got this head and arm choke. He's on his right. back trying to go for rear naked. He, he's got this head and arm choke again. The guy had some guillotines from some transitions or you know from maybe some counter positions. But uh, I asked Tim where the guillotines. So he said they were they were tight, but nothing that he was. Cr- overly concerned the gogo plata wasn't tight the heel hook wasn't tight but the guy was throwing up submissions it wasn't as if the guy was just laid there and let tim williams run all over him 
And, you know, and the other thing is that Tim Williams at the end said, you know, I should train for these things. And I told him, <laughs> I said, the same level you know of- you're good when you say some shit. Like but no, the, the same level of effort that he put into trying to get into the UFC while being a full, you know, like a full-time carpenter. Right. These guys are putting into being full-time grapp grapplers. I don't feel like this, um, I, I can't even remember the guy's name. Alex, maybe, whatever. Kyle Myers. Ky Kyle Myers, sorry. Alex's brother. Mm. All right. So Ky Kyle Myers. I don't think that they are looking to get into MMA. So they're- Whatever level of fame or success they're going to have is going to come through grappling, and they're pulling, they're putting all of that effort into that. Understood. You know, maybe two sessions a day, strength, yeah. uh, strength of training in between. So the the professional grappler is is not easy to deal with. But I, mean, mm -hmm. I also told Tim at the, I said, you know, this guy has never dealt with like a thoroughbred athlete. You've made it to the UFC. You're you at one point in your career, you were, you know, you you were part of the tip of the spear. Right. This guy's not, he, he doesn't understand what you're bringing to the table. Right. Yeah. Not true. So you think that's a mechanism of, of the time, time, like the, the time we're in now that kids or younger guys, I'm going to call them younger guys, can focus in that direction solely, especially if they have the means. They can focus on becoming compet just competitive jujitsu athletes. Especially if you have success, right? Because before you could have success at jujitsu and it not garner you any, any money, right? Yeah. Like well, these guys own a school. Right, but also Boom. they could do, you know, uh, BJJ Fanatics wasn't a thing. These guys can, if they get famous enough, they could start putting out series of DVDs mm. or you know, downloadables or what, whatever it is. So there's making your name, there's a lot bigger upside now. Before, <laughs> if you made your name, maybe you do seminars, you open up a school, but you, I think it, it's widened with the, like, I think the death squad has kind of given us the, uh, sounds like a basketball game. So, yeah. uh, the death squad has given us the, a, a blueprint for what a professional grappler can do to maximize his income and not have to go into MMA to make money. So I, I use the example I use is I use our friend of the room, of course, Nate Quarry. He was a, a road worker in Oregon before he ended up on the, uh, on the UFC show. And that is never going to happen again. Like no one's going to be able, a tough guy, you know, he, of course, Nate dedicated, skilled, yeah, skilled, yeah. dedicated. It was a different era for sure. Right, definitely. So no, that's it, not true. It's interesting. There's a lot, a lot of guys do that. Steve Pimiochik is a firefighter. Right. Firefighting work though, the one job you can have. First of all, they, they sleep for a living. That's a shame. It's the one job you could have I'm talking about. that I think, and, and JB might know, they yeah. understand that. Mm -hmm. The mechanisms of how their their work and they have one twenty four hour shift and then they're off for a bunch of days. Yeah, and then they have another twenty four hour shift and then they're off. Don't get for a me bunch wrong; they're bad dudes. They do what they do. I've you know I've been in I've ran in a few burning buildings, not like those guys. And it's something that I wish I would have I would have loved to do the training and such. Right. But those guys, that's a that's a good thing for him. So um, yeah, I think that's the one job where you can be and successful. And was trained. Is a trained. He wasn't just a fireman. Like he wasn't just some of the firemen that just started doing it. Right, right. What I'm saying is that you know you need that now. You need that back that breath of training background wise. Yeah. Um, there any other matches that you saw? Uh pieces of them. And then when his match was over, I just walked home. That was a, that, gotcha. That, I, I think like if I could go back, if I had UFC Fight Pass, I would go back and, and watch some matches that I, the because Timmy said that the J Rod match was excellent. Yeah. We, 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 uh, but I you know I just wanted to get home right. and hang out with my family. Timmy, Fury grappling, fill us in. Uh, most of the matches were boring. How many matches were, did you see? Um, I don't know. I skipped over. There were some girls going. And there was some, a like, lot of matches. There was a lot of matches. Two or and so. this was at home. I watched. You were at home. I watched, yeah. Okay, right. So I got home. You, have, you haven't been to one of these events in a while? No. Okay. I got home 
I thought it was going to be on at like nine or ten or something, but it no, was it was like over, over by eight. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I got mm. home at like eight thirty and it was already over. So I, mm. I rewatched it. I watched the people that I knew. Like I watched, um, I watched Tim's match. I watched Trouble's match. What did you think the, of Tim's match? Um, it kind of went that the way I, I knew that guy has got some dangerous submissions, but in between the submissions, I think Tim would smash him. So it kind of went how I thought. Um, it went basically exactly how I thought. I didn't know if Tim would submit him, but I knew Tim would basically maul him right. positionally. Um, and you, the, when I was saying that Tim Carpenter was helping people, he was working with Tim Williams on how to finish the head and arm choke better that Tim Williams was in twice, giving him mm. some options from there. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, I was, a, I mean, I knew the, the outcome because I had seen something on Instagram about who won. Oh, okay. But I was a little bit surprised on how, uh, you know, the guillotines look like they made Tim worry a couple times. They had to scramble out of them. Yeah. They um, said the grips were tight for yeah. sure. But, and that was the main thing I was worried about. Cause I had one of my students had gone up against that guy, Kyle in a grappling tournament. And, uh, I had told him beforehand, I was like, he really only has a guillotine. So just everything you do, just work upper body with him, like wrestle upper body with him and then get to his back and work like arm drags and stuff. And that's how he beat him. So, um, that match was cool. Then I watched Sean Brady's match. Sean Brady uh, smashed Ben Saunders, submitted him with a Kimura. And then the best match was uh, J-Rod, Nicky Rod's little brother, versus Achilles Rocha, who's uh, Wagner Rocha's son. He was only 15. So it was like a... Who's Wagner Rocha? Wagner Rocha's... Uh, fought in the UFC, didn't he? Fought in the UFC. He's, uh, he's like one of the top, most popular like grapplers around now. He's an older dude. Brazilian guy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But his son, only 15, was like really cool to watch it was two guys that had uh i think j-rod might be 19 yeah i think they said he was 20 yeah. um but you it was cool to see you know a lot of the matches were boring just guys kind of like one guy doing seated guard the other guy like kind of going in and out of it not really engaging neither guy really getting anything going right. this match was two guys just combining wrestling and jujitsu constantly both going for submissions diving onto each other's backs just like so as you see this young generation yeah it was it because most of the matches were boring but those two showed how like exciting a match could be a lot be. of leg any leg play at all or a little bit yeah not a ton uh, now that yeah there was some but they were both one guy would go for a uh heel hook and the other guy would like use it to scramble to his back nice. and then it was just a constant back and buggy forth chokes? any buggies there was like several both guys buggy choking each other and then fighting out of it and diving on submissions. It was it was a really good match to watch. Uh, and just super impressive that like a 15-year-old guy's like a, he's like a yellow belt or something. Right. Um how good he did with a guy that is ADCC qualifier. ADCC qualifier, yeah. yeah. Um it'll, that, it'll be cool to see that kid. I think there was in a decent years. size disparity. If you said that Wagner's kid was 190 and I saw him, he looked like a yeah. tall kid. I don't think J-Rod is if he's 160 170 or so you know yeah i think he competed in like the 170s or something he competed in 88 kilos in uh adcc so he won 80 88 kilos so he's he's not that much smaller okay maybe i'll uh, apologize but also there's a huge difference like i have i have a couple um like 15 year old kids that do the adult class and you know they're not they're not competitive with like a grown man when it comes to physically, right. you know, but this kid was, he was right. But he, you're, when did your 15 year old start jujitsu? 
he when he was young and he wrestles too. He's he's a fairly strong fifteen year old. Okay, but it's just like so he's I, got he's got ten twelve years of grappling. Yeah, yeah, all right. And but when you lock up with him, you can feel that he's a 15, 16 year old kid. He doesn't have his man strength, right? Yet. Which I don't think necessarily this kid Achilles does either. It's just um, it's pronounced Achilles. Achilles. <laughs> um, so that was the most impressive match. Other than that, a lot of the matches were boring. Now the uh, so the one kid has a jujitsu pedigree. You know his, his parents, his kid, his uh, his both, father. Both of them have uh, wrestling and jujitsu. Both like both wrestled. And apparently J Rod was a decent high school yeah. wrestler and here in Jersey. This, which that is kid Achilles is a good wrestler too. Wrestling so let me, in but let me J Rod like did he start training as a young a young person as well? I think, I think he started, he started when, he when his brother started. Probably when he was like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. And he was wrestling okay. prior to that. Because I would assume the other kid started. Extremely yeah, early. So, as but, early I as mean, you can. You, you know can, how it is. It's about consistency and recency. No, 100%. So. so I was wondering if there was any difference when you would measure, I guess, someone who would you out, you'd consider a legacy up against someone who and, would and maybe consider, the, uh, so a, and you're a 20-year-old you know? J-Rod and a 15-year-old uh, Achilles, Achilles have about the same mat time now. No. Right? Well, Moving on. Uh, anyone boxing highlights? You watched the boxing highlights last Ooh. night? Uh, boxing. What's that? Gervonta. Javante Tank Davis. Tank Davis. Oh no, fuck! You didn't see? You serious? No, I, I missed it. Are you fucking with us? No, I have. So this is oh, he's, you, he's this a Roly Rola or Rolando Romero. Roly Rola. I'm I'm guessing by the way you're saying it, Javante won. Yes, okay. knocked him out like he six six round. Most people out. Yeah, it was a left hook. He said he didn't even throw it that uh, that hard. Um, it was it was interesting. The other guy, was a big fight, man. The other guy was like lunging in. Yes, a lot. Of time. And so he ran. He like, yeah, he like he ran. He was lunging forward. Yeah. And did he try tank. to make it ugly? Because I watched him spar um, Ryan Garcia. Yeah, and it looked like a street fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a big like he's awkward. Romero. And he throws yeah. a lot of he throws a lot of elbows. You can see Tank guy hit with an elbow. Yeah. And he said he told the ref he couldn't. He's like I can't stop. I can't stop throwing him. The saying Romero. And he also and at one point uh, Tank says. I caught him coming in, to your point, like uh, I think Marquez hit Pacquiao when he dropped him really? one time. He was like, yeah, he was just coming yeah, right in. Raleigh was talking a lot of shit. Lot of, and yo, and he sounds like kid. an idiot. He does, but yeah. good for that kid. Many boxers sound intelligent. This is not to say that Javante Davis, Davis sounds like a Rhodes Scholar. No, whatever that means. But he's a, uh, you know, they were just selling the fight, man. And even afterwards, like if you see the the in the ring, Davis is like, listen, I was going to come at it arrogant. He's like, I'm not. He's like, I thank him. Thank his team. We had a good fight. Thank you, Brooklyn. You know? Goodbye, Mayweather promotion. <laughs> nah, I, I, we'll see. We'll see. Because at the end, they said he was with uh, Leonard Ellerby, the guy with the, the bigger guy. Noses. Yeah. <laughs> it said, uh, he said that they still might be together. So we'll see how that works out for them. But it was it was cool, man. They were, it was uh, a, good, a, a good lead up, good selling. He should be getting uh, a lot more press than he does because he's like one of the most exciting. Yeah. Yes, he is. He, he is the He's unlike... When he knocks people out, it's always like a single punch. Yes. That just, he just, it's like well, one I'm, punch Unfortunately, though, he, he, I don't think he does a good job of talking on, on the microphone. He's not no, like he's, Floyd at all. No. I mean, neither does Canelo. No. Yeah, Canelo, oh, yeah. but it, yeah, yeah. Canelo very, very rarely says that. He's just not getting promoted well, I think. No, he's getting, he's there. They're, they're pumping him up. And he's a young man. He's still learning. You know what I mean? But he's he still like has to a, unlearn all the things he's he the like his, like when he fights, it's almost like a Mike Tyson style fight. Like, it's like, when is he going to knock this right, guy out? Right, right. That, you know? At least that's how, that's the antip anticipation. This fight seemed a little bit different. He was, he was on his bike a lot more. It felt like they really pumped. You know, like that. That was it. Was too early for Raleigh to get that. Probably, that, that, yeah. but he was. Yeah, but he was supposed to fight him before, and uh, that's when Tank fought Cruz, 
And after the Cruz fight, Tank was like, I never want to fight this dude again. This uh Isak Cruz, little they call him Pitbull. So uh but it, it was it was it was an interesting fight. And Raleigh have anything for him? I don't think so. Hit him a couple times, but yeah. no. Nothing serious. Maybe an elbow. His skills, just watching him he hit the him double end bag. Like you just didn't see like these baked in boxing skills that would make you yeah. feel like he's he should be on Javante's level. Raleigh really he has a Raleigh has a really it's really awkward. He he seems to throw his jab like a backhand. It almost seems like it's just awkward to see him to see him at fight. that sparring but. session with Ryan Garcia. It man, he had Ryan Garcia like Ryan Garcia was had no idea how to how to right. handle all that pressure. So, he was so awkward. He's yeah. so awkward in what he does. But he sold the fight, man. He did a great time. He get, he did a great thing selling the fight. And you know, Javante got the, weird, got that weird, win. awkward to listen to Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a little like something. Why? What's, like, what's wrong with? Him? I don't know, bro. Yeah. I don't know. The way he purses his lips, his lips are rolled up. It's just weird just watching him talk to and listening to him. Talk. At one point, walking, and he's like, they're like, what do you think? He's like, he looks, he's like, eh. And then that's like, he doesn't say anything. This is after the fight. Right. I guess he was upset or what have you. But he did a great, like, again, he did a great, a great, uh, a great job selling it during the way. <laughs> um, he got uh, shoved off the, he got, yeah, yeah, he just, yeah, but it's not, he like taps him, boom, he falls yeah. off the stage. It was funny. He's very top heavy, Raleigh. He's all shoulders <laughs> and so, biceps. But hey, listen, Marco, new segment. Yes, tales from the banya. Tales from the banya. Okay, let's. So go. I went on Thursday night. Did you? Yes. I was oh. on Thursday day. Just missed you. Nobody cares. So I get there. I went. You know what? I hadn't been training for the last couple of days. I text my wife, and I go, "Hey, I want to want to go to the banya. Do you need me to do anything? Do I have to come home? You know, to take care of anything with the kids or my." You know, cool to go. Right. Not asking for permission, but no. understanding that she's been home with the kids Checking all day. Checking in with your partner. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Marguerite. So, Margaret. Mm-hmm. Uh, passe. <laughs> so, she said, yeah, sure, no problem. I, I get there maybe, because it closes at 11. I got there maybe 8.30. Oh, good. So, I'll be good, get a good two hours in. Nice. Do my thing there by myself, plan, you know, go right away. Steam room, you know, whatever, the, uh, the sauna. I'm going to do the cold plunge. And there's like eight guys just like hanging out in front of the cold plunge and by the like hooks that are there. And I want to hang my robe because I, I like, to, I go robe, mm -hmm. right? And I want to hang my robe where these guys are standing. And I say, hey, excuse me, can I hang my robe? And the guy points at the, at the other hooks by the damp zone and says, no, no, hang it over there. I go, no, I want to hang my robe here. <laughs> so one of the, he's like a, some Russian type, whatever. So he moves out of the way. I hang it up. As I'm walking into the sauna, I look at, I, I, I'm not the sauna, as I'm going to walk into the cold pool, it's like this stocky Russian dude. And I'm like, all right, something about this dude. The most fucking mangled ear mm. I've seen in a very long time. I look him up and down. First thing I do is I just reach up and I grab his ear and I fucking shake it. And he starts screaming, like joking. Yeah. Like it's a, so his buddy that wouldn't move out of the way says, Olympic champion. No. Right? And I go, all right. And then he, and then they look. They I, not that I have very much right, fiber, but, but I got, got a love, got like enough where somebody might yeah. might notice it. What do you do, right? And I go, I do sambo because I didn't want to explain to them, like you know, yes. I did. I, you know, there's like a language barrier. The Olympic champion says, "Ha ha, sambo is not in the Olympics." Mm. I was like, "Fuck!" All right. And I go, yeah. I said, "What country are you guys from?" Oh, we're from Kyrgyzstan. Okay. So I get in the water. I said, "Oh, that's funny." I said, "I felt all the best wrestlers were from Dagestan." So you know we're going Ooh. we're going back and forth. It's like seven on one, and uh, 
Let's go in, they're laughing, whatever. Do a couple more sauna sessions. I, I look up the year that they say the guy was in the Olympics. Fuck, it was him. What? 66 kilogram, uh, Greco-Roman, he got a bronze. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah Olympic yeah. champion. Yeah. So I don't think that's a champion. Well. The Olympic champion is the gold medal. Got okay. It. All right. I, so I've met several uh, professed world champions. He's an Olympic and, and medalist. Olymp and Olympic champions. Right. At He's an Olympic. So his, he didn't say he was an Olympic champion. His no, friends right. said yeah, he was an Olympic that. champion, okay. right? You're so quick. So uh, see these guys in the sauna. I'm wearing my Star of David hat. Right. I don't know right. what religion they 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 subscribe to in Kyrgyzstan, so I don't know if that was if they if they were mean mugging me in there for that, <laughs> right? So then we, I start talking to the Good one Catholic boy, with right? This, exactly, with, this, with my uh, star David hat. I start talking to the one guy that wouldn't move. No, I, I don't start talking to him. I start talking to one of his buddies. Tells me his name is Kanat. I say, hey, what's up? He's like, oh, it's like I teach jujitsu. He's like, oh, I do jujitsu in Pittsburgh. So, oh, bang! Excuse me, what's here? <laughs> Allergies. So. Uh, man, right away, any kind of like weirdness goes away, right? And we're talking, he starts following club. me on Instagram. I'm following them on Instagram. Uh, his, the guy that wouldn't move out of the way introduces, oh, my name's Osmot. Nice. Oh, nice to meet you. Train. I said, yeah, have you guys ever come back? I said, come, come visit my school. They own some sort of logistics trucking company. Everybody yeah. from over there seems to be doing I, so the same thing. So I asked the guy the here, guy. Matt from Uzbekistan. I go, hey, why? I said, I just met some guys from Kyrgyzstan. Did they do, they're in a similar business as you. I said, what is it? He goes, well, he goes, it's easy for people that don't have very good English. They could drive mm -hmm. and they could just have very functional English. I have a load to drop off or what do I have mm -hmm. to pick up? And, and that from there. Pick up, yeah. Drop off, yeah. So at first I thought it might get a little hairy with these guys. And then, you know, with the Sambos, not in the Olympics. And, and then at, at the end, we were exchanging information. Right. So, tail hey, from the Banya. Anything like that happen to you in, in the Banya? That's cute. Yeah. That's yeah, cute. I, yeah. I, there's always... Always sending shots. Son. There's always like... Uh, Yo, talk about the one guy, the barefooted guy that was... That, he was there too. You bet, yeah. Yo, your, your man, he tried to talk to me, son. I gave him... I was like... Yeah, he asked me what I thought of Kung Fu. I said, I have no idea. I never did it. Yeah. The, the guys, the two guys from, uh, from Kyrgyzstan started... Talking to him yeah, about it. Nonsense. I still can't get that dude walking around barefoot. I don't in that place. Yo, your man, he tried because. Did you see? So, you know, this? your man, your My man. guy? Yeah, your what guy. Three, what are your three favorite what, foods? What foods I appreciate? Yeah, that guy. Okay. So, you, did you see that they took the banquettes and stuff? They're, they're building more saunas, apparently, in the back. In that back area? Really? We walked in. Yeah, I was like, I asked a woman at the end. She was like, oh, it's going to be more steam rooms or something. You know, we'll see what they're going to do. But I saw your man, and I said that to someone else. And he's like, what are they doing? I was like, yeah, da, da, da. boom. And I just dipped on it. No eye contact, no nothing, son. I ain't, I ain't with it. But Timmy, what, that guy asked you what your favorite three foods are, right? Yeah, he was asking about food and uh, working out and stuff. And then he, he got into, he said he was going to come in and train, try, try a jiu-jitsu class. He said, I do, when I was talking to these two, I, I do jiu-jitsu too. Oh, yeah? yeah I, I remember your story. He said yeah. he does it with his brother. Yeah, his brother, his brother taught him. Um, but I, I've met several like uh, there. I guess they were Uzbekistan. They, they look like the uh, the Asian looking guys. Gotcha. They were Uzbeks, um, but none of them spoke English. But they were. It was like a group similar to what you're talking about. It was like a group of like six guys, and they were just like staring at me. Yes, they do that. Yeah, they like, don't do. They don't give you like the nod or the they smile. No, they just like give you like deadpan. You. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's because they don't know. That's just the nah. way they're different. You know what I mean? And uh, they start talking to me in like what I assume is Russian. I say I don't speak Russian, and then. Uh, they said wrestle. I said no, jujitsu and MMA. I just say MMA. They're like, oh, okay. Um, so 
Funny enough, in the when I was in one of the the the, the steamier sauna, right. I could hear them saying "emmy emmy." You know, like I guess yeah. MMA is the same in in Russian as it is, or right. yeah. Um, but there's always, and I've met a couple other. I met a guy that said he was an Olympic judo champion. Nice. I met a guy that said he was an Olympic wrestling champion. I, met, I was there was this one guy in there one time. It was he had two kids with him. He he was telling everyone in the sauna how amazing his one kid was. And and then he had another kid that was being like a little bitch and wanted to get out of the sauna, and he was like, "Come on, stay, stay." He's like, "Look at, look at David. He is amazing." He kept uh, like, "It's all like in a Russian accent." Yeah, but he was like pumping you. his one kid up, and the other kid was not, obviously just like, a, "Your kids are not from where you from. Yeah, your kids yeah, are yeah. American." Um, and he was like, "Why didn't you just hug me?" Um, and then he was telling me that his kid was going to be a state champion, and he was a former Olympic champion or world champion or whatever. I didn't bother to look him up because I don't really give a shit. Right. I just assumed he was lying. Well, see, so, and I told those guys, I said, I checked you out. I said, you know, I looked up your buddy and his, he wanted at 60 kilograms. And I asked him, I said, what do you weigh now? He, I go, what are you, about 80 kilograms now? Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah. I said, because you look much thinner than those other pictures. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, I, you often see, and I usually go by the ears. You know, yeah, what? So this, I, this I was, always, these were the most, le- this was the most legit ear I've seen in a very long yeah. time. So usually if if I see a guy staring at me, I'll look at his ear and then I see he's got ears and I'm like, oh, he probably sees my ears, he, right. you know, so, but yeah, I've, I've had that a lot and I've, I've, like I said, I've met several professed champions right. of right. different right. sports. But his, like I said, his buddies were, were up in him. He was just, he, oh, he decided to take record. When, when I meet a guy that tells me he's a champion, usually guys that are really good don't go around telling you how right. good they yeah, are. It, right. That's an old, you know what I mean? That's a, that's you know, real yeah. That's why I don't believe them. Got you. Now, those countries are like wrestling is their world in some of those countries. You know, That's I don't know. So they were saying like things. these. So the two guys that I kind of got friendly with at the end that yeah. trained jujitsu in Pittsburgh, they were saying that this guy, I think his name was Ruslan, that he really made uh, Greco a lot more famous in his country. Oh, wow. Right. Because okay. of his success. So awesome. Cool. Because I, I was. Because I, I know like Uzbekistan, I think they're more known. For, they have like better, may, might have better judo. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe the rush, the, the, the good wrestlers from these outer countries or whatever might go to Dagestan because Dagestan is known for its, at least for its freestyle. I don't know right. about Greco. So, yeah. So nice. And that was Tales from the Tales Banya. from the Banya. <laughs> that was, so I was the rest of your night though. It was, oh, man, it was great. Hanging out you with know those what? Guys. Funny enough, I felt way better than that second go. time that you and I went right. that week. I don't know because there was a bit more time. Gotcha. Right. Maybe an extra six, eight hours yeah. between that. And How'd you run it though? How'd you do? You do shorts, short, boom, boom. Sure, because the the uh, regular sauna wasn't as hot. It was only like in the one high one nineties. Listen to this guy. Well, I mean, when you're used you to two twenty, you can cook when, a turkey one ninety. Yeah, but when you're used to two twenty, two thirty, you know, like one ninety, I'm like, oh, yeah, what the right. fuck is this? Yeah, right. So yeah, you know, did the steam room and then back and forth between the dry sauna and the hot sauna. And since you guys weren't there, there was no like I'm, I'm going to the table to hydrate and then go back in. So I probably did like eight or nine and then then went home and I felt fine on the, the ride. Crowded? It was, yeah. Nice. Timmy, when's the last time you were there at night? Uh, maybe like last last Sunday, but that was like that wasn't even like night. I was out of there by like probably six or seven. So yeah, I'm 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 just I rarely go next there time I go and buy a membership. Yeah. yeah, I understand. Now moving on, guys. We lost one. This is a, this is a segment we're calling the remember. friend of ours. Not a friend, maybe a friend in our minds. But this is what I'm calling the Remembrance Corner. Okay, so the one, died recently the only, or? yeah, put it out there. I didn't Thought see you, it, bro. The what are you talking about? The one, the only Radiota. He's gone. Well, you didn't hear me say friend of ours. 
Damn. Come on, bro. Um, Come on. Damn. But Even though technically that? Henry Hill was, was it, he was half hey, Irish, hey. so hey. it was and he, he was, told he told. Remember they all told. those guys tell. <laughs> nice. So Marco. Henry yeah. Hill. So I what do you think? I used to play a lot of poker back at the uh, Taj Mahal. Right. And I would see him all the time playing poker. Leo Liotta or Henry Hill? Ray Liotta, not Henry oh, okay. Hill. Really? Yep. I saw him one time at Gold's Gym in Venice. He was he was working yeah. out. I, I wasn't a huge. I'm. I, I I like Goodfellas. I don't. I'm. I would always. If you gave me right. a DVD of Goodfellas and Casino, I'm gonna watch Casino over Goodfellas. Right. I like racketeers over gangsters. Okay. And Casino is a racketeering movie. Right. With gangsters. Okay. Right. And I've never heard it explained that way. First for you. Well, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. It's interesting because like Ray Liotta was the least interesting character in the movie. He was like Henry yeah. Hill is the least interesting well, he the, of it. He was the narrator. He, he was yeah, well, it was based on his book and everything. Right, so. but I'm saying like like all the other guys in the movie were way more like interesting and charismatic. Yeah, to me, it's more interesting like how the mob took over a casino and how it all fell apart than guys getting killed and shot on the street right. and shaking, stealing. Right? stealing and sh yeah, that's all. That's just like common. Right. Th those are common crimes. Taking over a casino. I can, you know, I'd be willing to go to prison for that if you told me, hey, Marco, take yeah. over. <laughs> I'm sure your wife will not be happy to hear that. But, uh, so are there any other films you remember him from besides that? Uh, no. No. Okay. He was in uh, Hannibal. He ate his own brain in Hannibal. Did he? Oh, really? that's right. He, fed, he was fed his own brain. Yeah. yeah. You know what it is? Those movies, after the, like, after si Silence of the Lambs, I just felt like those movies right. were like, eh. Yeah, they're but, silly. But what else? What else? What, what, did he do something Timmy, with he Jennifer Lopez? You remember. He was in some movie where it was like a, he played a bad cop in some movie, like a bad cop that stalked the girl. Okay. Right. That was good. I remember that when I was younger. And then there was another one where he was like locked up in some weird prison, prison, like an island, like an island. It was like an action movie, but I don't remember what they were called, but he's really only known for. Henry Hill, right? Fellas, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Listen, it did, it, I think he did a good, good job. He did, it was a good so he, he played, I think he played that, that character well. Very well. Just not a huge fan of that movie. Understood. Well, he's he's no longer with us, guys. We don't have to deal with him anymore. Oh, I'm, shit. We're not, yeah. I'm not going to say nah. that, but move, moving on. Question. Marco, do we have questions? We do. We, uh, we one can question? we start with Plyler's Corner? Let's, yeah. Oh, right after the Remembrance Corner. Plyler's yes. Corner. Plyler's Corner. So, uh, greetings, gentlemen. I've heard wrestlers like Ben Askren critique jiu-jitsu class structure. They say jiu-jitsu class structure drives him crazy because there is too much rolling and not enough drilling. They say that in high-level wrestling rooms, 80 to 90% of what they do will have elements of aliveness, but will not be free rolling. What people like Ben are not taking into consideration is that college wrestling rooms are all male, 18 to 22-year-olds. Very fit, no beginners, athletes that are there to compete. In a standard jiu-jitsu room, you will have people of different ages, abilities, and most important uh, reasons for being there. Some come for self-defense, some come for fitness, some to compete, and some for the social slash fun, social element slash fun. With that said, what is the ideal class structure for a jiu-jitsu program to meet the different needs of your students? If you have both beginner and advanced classes, I assume they would have different structures. Can you break down uh, how much time would you spend warming up, doing self-defense, how much standing clinch work, takedowns, how much groundwork, how much positional sparring, how much live training, et cetera, each class. Also, is the traditional one-hour class really enough time for everything, or is it just convenient for scheduling? Timmy. Side question. Oh, wait. Yo, 
No, Plyler's corner has grown. Plyler's corner has grown. It's long, son. We like, Side question: Who are your top three favorite comedians of all time, alive or dead? Thanks again. Keep up the great it's work. It's a much better question. Than, for, in my opinion, right. it's a much so better let's question a, let's than approach the uh, what uh, Tim Ben Askren's critique, and he's the, right and wrong. So like. Uh, for high level jujitsu guys, they probably do spend too much time just rolling and they would probably benefit from more wrestling style drilling at a high level. But Plyler's right when he says that m- most jujitsu classes are not you have you have different levels in the class and most most people in jujitsu class don't care about competition. Right. So they want to learn a move, practice it, and then try to do it in live rolling. Um so usually the way I do it in my class is we have a technique or a position or something we're working on Uh, i show it we practice it we might make a little drill out of it and then we'll do between two to four live positional rounds working on focus on that technique Um, but i think and i think that's the best way to do it for an hour-long normal class if you have a competition class then you can add in more specific stuff just as an aside i think that sneeze kicked off a heart attack (laughs) so go ahead um but yeah Ben Askren's right and wrong. I think high level jujitsu guys, and I've seen um, there's uh, on Flow they have um, they do these like road to worlds because worlds is next weekend I believe. So they follow like some of the biggest schools, and they were down at uh, Lloyd's, and they were showing the way he does some of his like competition drilling or practices, and it's very situational. It's like short thirty second goes and very specific, working on certain transitions. They drill a lot of transitions. Um, it's not just guys rolling. Um, I think Atos does similar stuff. I've heard they do a lot of like short, very short goes to uh, work on very specific aspects of the of the sport. But I think when you watch high level wrestlers drill, you need to be a good wrestler to drill that way. The average person can't can't give you the right reaction. Right. You know. So. Marco? Oh, I was just waiting for you to, to throw it to me. No, sorry. Oh, yeah. And go. Yes. No. Yeah. How do you, you feel? Uh, Tim, you know, hit most of the key the key points to to what it is. Plyler's right that average Joes are looking for a certain thing. Right. And they're looking uh, to to them, live training is probably the extent of the competition that they're going to be dealing with. Like, okay, can I execute these moves against uh, a resisting partner? And that's a lot of the times the stuff I want to do. With young gentlemen in college that are looking to keep a seat or a spot on the team, it's much different, right? Their concerns are different. They're always, they need to be prepared for competition. Also, you don't want to over-spar, right? We see it in MMA where too much sparring shortens your your performance window right where maybe you could lengthen your performance window with more drilling and more situational stuff and be able to take your career longer but maybe within this smaller performance window if you're doing a lot of live sparring a lot of live drilling a lot of live goes all the time you might maximize a shorter window so it depends on what you're on, on what you're looking to do i think there's a good you can have a good mix of both but the issue that we have is that I can have a 44-year-old guy that's never done anything mm-hmm. with zero background, and I can have a kid that's a black belt that's 26 years old that wrestled at junior college and is a black belt in Taekwondo and has been in the martial arts his whole life. It's very tough to to have them both get the same thing out of, out of that class. So uh, what you focus on 
I think the aliveness aspect is true. I think that's just great for skill acquisition, right? Having uh, flow wrestling is great. Flow drilling is great. Drilling techniques is great, but that aliveness of some level of resistance during a technique so that when the first time you do it against resistance, or like, so the first time you do it live, is it the first time you've done it against resistance, mm. right? So it's not like, oh shit, this doesn't work because you've done it, you've done it uh, against resistance prior. So a kid that's looking to maybe make the Olympic team or world team or just his, his local college team has much different concerns. He's also not paying and the coaches there, they can run it to how they think is best to maximize an athlete because it's like shark's teeth. Mm. If this guy's not cutting it, the guy behind him, his performance window might be perfect for what we're doing that he could just jump right in. So yeah, they're in the, the waiting. People are waiting. There's the, there's the other concern. Those kids aren't paying to be on the team. Right. Right? The people here are paying to be here, so we need to make sure that we're giving them the things that make this most in, mostly most enjoyable for them. Yeah. Timmy, anything else to add to that? Marco got it? No. No. Three favorite comedians. Then. There you go. Let's go. You can start, Marco, no, start with you. Me? I don't have my three favorite? Yeah. You, you I didn't even think of it yet. So think, think of them right now. Right now. You got to know who your favorite comedians are. Well, I was I was actually thinking right. about that. One point, but I was thinking. So my top three. Go. I'll go uh, Paul Mooney. Oh, okay. Because I've seen him live. Seen him he live. was great. And just his great. stuff, he was hilarious. Yes. Colin Quinn. Yeah. I, one of my favorite. His later stuff has not been great, but his early stuff, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And if I had to pick somebody that, I mean, it's, it's tough because if I were, if you would ask me this 25 years ago, I'd say Eddie Murphy. Yeah. If you yeah. ask me this now, I'd say Dave Chappelle. Yeah. So definitely. I think I'm going to go Dave Chappelle. Really? Yeah. I thought, Colin, Tim, I when, thought what's his face would be in the older, the guy uh, that you took your wait, mom to see. You Rickles? think? I'm taking Chappelle what about, back. What Rickles? What's that? Rickles? Rickles. I'm taking two off. You guys are behind me. Yeah, Rickles? Yeah. I was like, Rickles. I was waiting for Rickles. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Paul Mooney, Don Rickles, Patrice O'Neill. Oh, there you go. That's a that's a that's rock solid. Yeah, man. that's rock solid. Yeah, and you know what? So, and you know you know when you people. When Thank you for reminding me. I was like, why? How to? Uh, yeah, Rickles. You know what? I don't think of Rickles. He's just like. I don't. You don't think of stand up. You think of him being interviewed and making fun of people. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, did he? He wasn't. An insult. Well, when they started naming he wasn't people, he no, was, he was, yeah. but he was a real. No, he was the epitome of an insult. Yeah. He was like, so he was like, um, he was an old timey comic where they would just get up and tell like jokes. Like, yes. like I don't think like, he had bits. Like, he like did. take my yeah. wife, please, no, like yeah. that. Oh, and then he he was like the original guy that would just start Man. insulting Oof. people. Yo, one of my because favorite wife. Oof. One of my yeah. favorite Rodney Dangerfield. He says this this girl invited me over. She said nobody was home. He's like I got there. Nobody was home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. Henny yeah. Youngman once said my wife asked me to take her somewhere she's never been before. Mm. So I walked her into to the, the kitchen. kitchen. Boom boom. Timmy, your top three. Uh, this is tough, man. This yeah, is yeah, not. No, it you is, guys it is Steve, so Steve should have told us. You should. Someone should text him in this. I, I this had question. like seven different people on my I'm top three. So yeah. many. I'm gonna go. I didn't even think of Mooney when you uh, talked about it. Uh, Norm Macdonald. Ugh. Okay. Isn't he uh, dead? He's yes. dead. So is Patrice. Alive and dead. Yeah. So is Patrice. So is Tom Rickles. Yeah. So <laughs> two, two of yours were dead. Yeah. And Paul isn't Paul Mooney dead? Paul Mooney's dead. Paul Miner dead. All right. So Norm Macdonald. Um. Fuck when you like I totally forgot about Patrice. Yeah, sheesh, son. yo motherfucker, what? motherfucker. Yo, and his last special, the last when yo, you guys reminded me top. of Rickles, I just went to Rickles and then Patrice. I was like, oh, yeah, man, son. Um, I'm down. I'm gonna say Brian Regan. 
Okay. I'm not familiar with him. I've heard people talk about him. Like, I'm thinking comedians that are like, oh, no, I'm going to take Brian Regan off. I'm going to go Greg Fitzsimmons because I've seen him live twice. And he he basically did like an hour of just fucking with people in the crowd. Okay. So guys that can be like funny, just like. Right. And then um, it's either, it was between Louis C.K. and Dave Chappelle. And I'm going to stick with Louis C.K. I wonder why. Because he is great, though he he's so I know, but but a comedian has to be. It's a two-two match, yeah, right. And this is a referee's decision. No, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what it's based based on. Louis C.K. has yet to try to be profound in his stand-up, whereas like Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle's recent stand-up shit way more successful. I don't know about that. Yeah, oh, I know about that. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I know. I think they're both financially. Dave Chappelle, people were like Louis C.K. Who? Oh, the guy that beats off. Yeah, yeah. They still get yo yo during the White House cor- correspondence dinner. Uh, Trevor Noah threw a joke, one of those jokes out there. About yeah. Louis um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I want to go. So you like Louis a guy C. that beats off to? I get it. All right. I don't care. I think. I mean, all the guys that we mentioned probably beat off. So. <laughs> You can all, right, all right, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> they just haven't been quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, and I don't wait, think he actually. Remember when Chappelle he didn't, did the, the so skit wait, about reading the? Uh, the he didn't. Um, the stuff I'll tell you why Louis C.K. wins because his like first joke back was about him beating off. Like he didn't, you know, he never like hid from it. No, no. So I, Dave Chappelle wins because he got a sixty million dollar from sixty million dollar deal from Netflix. He already had two of the specials recorded, and yeah, he didn't, he only had to do a third one. Yeah. He had to do one. Yeah. So he already had these. But and, and I think. So, some of the stuff he put out that was free, that was more commentary. He was saying he was trying to be. What did you say he was trying to be? Profound. Profound. Uh, Dave the, Chappelle. Yeah, that's what he was but, saying. Yeah. When you, but you dig into his specials, those things are fun. I know. Oh, he's no, hilarious. I'm talking about. There's a difference between the stuff where he's being profound, and then there's the stuff like when he does the whole thing about his wife. Yeah, even Asian, his, even I his think, voice I is think, different. Right. And even what he says, like yeah. when he, yes, you're right. His voice is different, and even the the things he says, because Dave still says stuff. Like there's one, there's a thing. He's calling Ellen DeGeneres a dyke forty times in this he's one the, special. Uh, he's you know the God, he comes in the LBGT community, All man. Time. I'm surprised. All time. You should love that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think you know. What I mean, I think you just. He's, yeah, he's I just got a report on the new Maverick movie. Let's go, Dundee. Really good. Thanks. And that is what we're calling the Dundee movie review. Thank you, Dundee. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we'll go into mine. Um, damn, you guys. You can use the same people. Of course I can, but it's just like. Or will you? That's the thing. Yo, because I've been on uh, this Carlin thing lately. See, Carlin Carlin can't be on it because he's a guy that he just became like a. He was like a. I'm going to tell you how how it is, how the world should be. like 15 years? How did he he, come out of He just became like this like. Just? He he wasn't funny anymore at the end. He stopped being funny. He started started talking about like conspiracy theories and shit. Yeah, shit was funny. No, I think he was doing it was funny, it's hilarious. Yeah, no. yo, his whole your shit, my stuff, like that that thing. Yeah, that's he had some funny stuff. That's a classic joint. So, but I've been down this Carlin hole, so trying to. But Carlin. top of the food chain would be, um, I'm gonna go one Chappelle, two Mooney, three Patrice. Just I'll just throw it out there. Like, what do all those guys have in common? Yeah, <laughs> but I do. Yo, I saw Louis C.K. Great job on his tour. Yo, right before COVID. And he came out and talked about he talked about what was going on. He said everything. So he's great, nonetheless. And yo, his TV shows are fucking hilarious. 
where he would they do blind casting like his wife was just some Puerto Rican girl his kids were clearly little white kids you know his doctor the scenes with his doctor nah man I think that guy's amazing but if I have to be forced into a corner that's what's gonna that's what it's gonna be and that's Plyler's and corner. that's Ply- yo always the best the best questions yeah. any uh, anything Timmy any unpacked it oh, I haven't unpacked it all right yeah, yeah, yeah and we also have that thing what um oh well, the yeah yeah the video I sent what was the title of the video unsportsmanlike conduct right. yeah so, the guy said, let's go into that so the do you remember when Galval did it to the guy where the IBJJF would basically let any black belt do it and he looked like he was breakdancing on top of the guy yeah. and embarrassed him? So in this video, at one point, this guy's breakdancing on top of another competitor and stands on him. Looks like Michael Jackson, you know, right. like doing doing his oh, thing. Like when Timmy stood on... Um, who Kenny Brock. Yeah. yeah, he stood on Kenny Brock's back when Kenny Brock was turtled. Uh, is that unsportsmanlike conduct standing on a competitor's... No. I'll tell you what's unsportsmanlike conduct is not trying. So if maybe you, he was if you, how do you know he wasn't trying? Because the guy was just laying there and he let he let just him, laying he let, there him he let him stand he's, on. Him. Maybe he's trying to lay there. How do you know? So you're not trying to win. So it's you're you're not trying to win the contest. What if you're that guy's that there? much better than you that he he's that good he could stand on you? That means I'm not trying. But does it mean that he's a if, dick? Like doesn't no, what it mean? Could you you're taking a snippet? This is very typical of you people. Yeah. To I just agree, take Michael. a snippet of something? I'll take the snippet you sent me. <laughs> you, about? you took the snippet. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just responding to it. I didn't expect this argument to uh, take that, that, take that so, turn right there. Damn it. No, it's unsportsmanlike to not try. So, you like, yeah, I, if you allow a guy to just stand on top of you. I think it's risky for the guy to do that, to stand on him. I don't think it was a smart move. It's a dick move. I don't think it's unsportsmanlike because uh, typically anything that's unsportsmanlike would be dictated in the in the rules of the match there's no rule that says you can't stand i don't on your think opponent. so right so I, I don't i don't see it being an issue but speaking of on un, sportsmanlike what do you think of rear naked chokes that start over the face not under the chin and they finish over the face doesn't i mean it doesn't tucking your chin is not a defense. i'm not saying no no different tucking your chin is different than a rear naked choke being put on your face you can still put people to sleep over their face so I'm so, a, so I'm asking like I'm, I'm not that, asking for the mechanics of putting yeah, people to sleep. Just, I'm asking if you think it's unsportsmanlike. No, no. In in competition, what about in training? No. All right, JB, what do you think? I think it's a dick move, but not unsportsmanlike. I think it's unsportsmanlike. Right. I think it's a dick move. There's, there's certain things I don't do. Are there any rules? Say in I know judo at one point. I don't know if it's still that way. You can't attack the mask of the face, as they would mm-hmm. say. That would be illegal in a in a judo context. Is that I I don't know if it's in the IBJJF rules, and I don't know if it's in no. ADCC. You, I don't think they are. If it's in the rules, they don't really enforce it because a lot of guys will just throw something across the jaw and and rip on it to right. make people tap. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's you know, tucking your chin is not a, a valid defense. Again, so I'm not, not saying I'm not, not saying tuck. Saying. There's right. a difference between tuck, tucking your chin to defend it. I think you get whatever it is, but. What if you're just choking the face? You're you just going to crank the face. It's not it's not ideal because like the choke should put somebody to sleep. Well, you just said earlier that that choke can choke. you can. There's I mean there's a way that to strangle. Do it. I'm there's sorry. A, there's a way to to choke somebody over the face to to actually choke them, and there's a way to crank their face. Right. So now, there's, there's two you, different. Do you normally when you go for a rear naked and you're like oh, I'm going to go face first or I'm going to go around the neck? I want to get around the neck. Right. Yeah. Because I want it to be a clean. But if you, for whatever position you're in, would you go around the face? If I'm if going the with a guy, available? if I'm going with a guy and he's just buried his face and he, um, there's buries, no chin tuck at all. Oh, then I'll go around his neck. Okay. 
Yeah, but if the guy if the guy is not giving me his neck, then I'll go over his face. Gotcha. You know, and if I don't like the person, I'll just crank his face. You know. What about eyeball, uh, chin to the eye socket? Yeah. Unsportsmanlike yeah, or sportsmanlike? Valid. Uns valid. Totally sportsmanlike. Totally sportsmanlike. Yeah. Crushing the orbit of the eye. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's what you want to. That's what we get into. Is there anything the guy? If the guy from underneath would have did some kind of shit, like if he would have. Rolled or tried to hit him in the ankle. So we like, tried to do a dirty we don't thing. know what, what yeah, he did know. after, but the guy, there's clearly a, a, a big difference in skill like or either the guy Did was that exhausted. Do we know anything about I don't, it? I don't know. I couldn't tell. It looked like what it, Brazil. What I, what I gleaned from it was that the- that, uh, You had your glizzy? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the guy on bottom, similar when like Galvao did it to that guy. The guy was just like sitting there, not, it's annoying to go with a guy and he's just laying there not doing anything. Right. It's very annoying. Because like I, I want to win the match- and you're just laying there. It's 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 just annoying. So like if you're gonna if you're gonna just completely concede and not try to escape, not try to win, then I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I mean that's I can just, stand on that you. should be total victory if you can stand on your opponent. Yeah. Two feet on him, they should just call them. And it's not unsportsmanlike. Like I said, it's unsportsmanlike to not try. I got you. I don't think it was unsportsmanlike because the rules are the, the rules dictate what unsportsmanlike is. So if it's not in the rules, then it's not unsportsmanlike. Bottom line. Okay. Is it a dick move? Eh, maybe the guy the guy's showing off that he right. could do this. It's a dick move to not try. Mm. Okay. It's a dick move to just lay there and not uh, do anything okay. in, a, in a match that the goal that we... Okay. There's a mutual agreement we're trying to win. No, there's not a mutual agreement that we're trying to win. There's a mutual agreement that we're doing this match. You don't... I you, This other guy hasn't told me that he's trying to win. That's right? the, that's so the every, assumption. Uh, I'm sorry, but you're, you're going... Man, I've seen plenty of people go out there and compete, and they they're they're competing like they they don't really care about winning. So don't talk about there's a mutual agreement. You're agreeing with yourself. Your your goal is to win. You don't know what the other guy's goal is. I I'm always assuming the guy that I'm going against is trying to win. Well, that's a, you know what happens when you assume. In this case, I'm right. Yeah. Moving on, guys. Yes. America is this a sucker for a good fight? Unpack that. Oh. America, America is a sucker. For a good fight, I think um, um, America is uh, America. America built on violence, right? Okay. That's how we got our freedom. We fought. We fought for they, our freedom. There's a lot of fighting, right? There's a lot of wars. A lot of a lot of violence a in lot this of country. Violence. All kinds of violence. That's why combat sports are are really uh, really popular. Uh, World Star. Most of the videos on World Star is street fighting stuff. Bro, I, I don't even. I was. I go on there every now and again, and I just can't. Some right. of them I can't. Even, yeah, I don't it, watch. it's it's pretty crazy. Even so, that stupid. Very eye opening that that website. Very eye opening. No, it's, the, the um, best was the. But the, what's your web? The website you put us on two years ago. Shiz Mobbin? No. What? Oh, that's an Instagram. <laughs> what? Um, no. Um, the YNC? Yes, that one. I don't even know if that's still up. That was the Yeah, pre but yo, that was international. With, like, that people, was the precursor yeah. of whatever that had, and World Star had nothing on that. Well, that's, Nothing you know, like decapitations and... Oh, it was crazy. Yeah. Thing. It was all kinds of horse shit on that thing. I, I tell people all the time, I love fighting. I love combat sports. I hate violence. I don't think, you know, like we... I don't think, unless it's in self-defense, there's really no no need no need for it. So, but America's, America loves fighting. America, America thrives off it. And yeah, that's, that's what it means to me. Timmy. Everybody likes fighting. Yeah. The humans like fighting. That's why it's every every single culture has like a combat sport. So Conor McGregor is at the the Monaco GP is this weekend the Grand mm -hmm. Prix Formula One. Dude, he's mobbed with people. Yeah. He you would think he's the most popular star there right. in a country of the ultra rich, the ultra popular, 
every picture you see him in, it's like 30 or 40 mechanics from each team awesome. around them and doing, doing Everybody stuff. Everybody likes fighting. Everybody likes fighters. Yeah. Fight. Anytime a fighter, a, a professional fighter walks into a room of any note, he's the most popular guy in the room. Definitely. Interesting. He's been, he's, he said, <laughs> he, they've quoted him a few, a little bit lately about how he's going back to MMA. His MMA career has, isn't over. It just, it's just starting. So that's, that's going to be an interesting take to see where it's going to be interesting of, to see where he goes, where he goes after this to right. see what he's going to be doing. So that, that quote was a, uh, that was a, a quote from an interview with uh, Fat Joe and he said, America's a sucker for a good fight. And it's just because, what was you he know, talking about? he was talking about him beefing with another, another rapper and then putting up, it was actually something called, um, versus. <laughs> Where they rap would go, beats are huge, right? Well, it wasn't a rap beat. Push, it was it more pushes a, a lot of the um, it was the narrative of of battle rapping and yes. also going back yeah. and forth. With so songs. that's a, a battle rap is a fight. Yeah, well, that's why it's called a battle. It's an argument. Yes, so, battle rapping is <laughs> arguing. Yeah, so, so what it was, it was thing, uh, where they were talking. He was talking in that way. Where that's what versus the whole thing idea of versus, which I don't know if you guys know anything about it. It's a big thing where two hip hop legends or R and B singers will come up and they'll do you'll do your hits, I do my hits. And we kind of come together at its at the end of it. Does somebody vote on that, or is nah? It's just the you know, I mean, the crowd. They do an applause meter. The crowd. They They don't. No, they don't. So the crowd. I saw a rap battle between two guys, and they had to say nice things about each other. Uh, That doesn't sound real. No, it was it was it was amazing to see how they. They were saying it in like a, like an aggressive way, but they were just saying like nice things about that it. That sounds like a Key and Peele skit. I'm, I'm, you, you probably no, confused no. the two no, it was, two black gentlemen that were, were doing it for Key and Peele. Well, those guys, maybe. In disguise. In disguise. Marco, what's for dinner? Uh, some sort of fat and protein. Nice. Yeah. Sticking, sticking with the diet? Yeah. Yeah. How long How long have we been running now? You've been running. So, so I haven't done a, a cheat days? day yet in about like 11 days. How do you feel? Good. Real good. Yeah. I feel terrible because I've done nothing but cheat. But uh, Timmy. I don't know. I don't know what's open tonight. So I'm going to have to. Uh, everything is. Yeah. I think tomorrow you might be a little stuck for yeah, take out. really? I no. think. Because usually Sunday's in general, pizza, right? In general, it's pizza. Some form of pizza. I've had, I had some pizza yesterday. I was surprised. From where? How? It was no. I'm sorry. Two days ago, from some shitty place in like Vineland or some goofy shit. You know, some place called Big John's. It was surprisingly not terrible. That's <laughs> my expectation was so low that I was like, oh, it's gonna be you know good. Tonight I'm doing. I'm gonna do some tacos. I'm gonna go with some tacos. Tacos de, de lengua. Tacos de lengua. Tongue. Yes. Tongue tacos. Tongue tacos. Have you ever had tongue? Yeah, I've had tongue. It's delicious. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Delicious. I don't know if I'd say it's delicious. Nah, so this is super beefy. I'm sorry. I don't know who you know. Did you have it in a mayonnaise casserole? Is that how you? No, I had it. In, <laughs> I had it in a. Um, I don't know how you, you know. some sort of Mexican thing. Man, it's it snap like a, peas. It was like in a sauce yeah. and. Yeah, and I'm telling you, when I went to the Uzbek restaurant, they they have it there too. The tongue dish is amazing. So sure. the the beefy flavor is is so pronounced. So. Peace.